This is the Generation Gap, presented by me, Claudia, and him, Clive. Hello. In this program, we are going to explore differences and similarities of being a teenager now and in past generations. I am a 21st century girl, and Clive is a baby boomer. That is a teenager in the late 60s and early 70s. What are the differences and similarities in the way that we live our lives? We are going to try and find out. This is the Generation Gap Show on 92.6 FM, Radio Verulam. Good evening, St. Albans. Yes, good evening. And today we are going to discuss a very, very sad issue, actually. Well, it could be, potentially, yes. And it's been suggested by one of our listeners. Thank you very much, Damien. Damien, yes. And um, our generational topic today is going to be letter writing. Yeah, because Damien said, and I think we agree with him to some extent, he's very concerned about the uh, way that uh, writing letters has basically gone out of fashion. In fact, probably very few people actually write letters. And what we mean by that, of course, is like handwriting letters and they're personal letters. And I personally, I have an obsession with envelopes. I know everyone thinks I'm crazy, but I have an obsession with envelopes and my name being on the envelope and, you know, my address and someone handwriting their address in the corner and, you know, it's it's just like it's really nice to have like that thing that like you know people thinking about what they have to write and putting their heart and soul on the page so do you get many letters like that no i don't (laughs) i get some from my grandmother nowadays because she sends things in the pack like in packages but like no i don't well since um it was mentioned to us which was a week or so ago um i've been sort of looking at this and i'm thinking about how many letters i actually get which are written like that and basically it's almost none what i do get is is things like um, obviously birthday and christmas cards which yeah. people obviously do write by hand generally but and they give al- it to you yeah but that's almost sent. it yeah. well well a bit of each um so it's actually very unusual and you know when was the last time i sat down and wrote a actual handwritten letter to anyone i can't remember really so it is quite unusual um i looked up the figures though i did a bit of research you know for us and um the the post office um does obviously um have a business where they their business is about delivering things to people's houses um and that includes letters and parcels and unsurprisingly the number of letters being delivered each year is going down and the number of parcels is going up because of all those things we keep ordering online like more yeah. than anything i suspect um but the numbers is interesting what they they uh, obviously most letters you get i think it's something like 70 percent of letters you get through the door are basically printed letters. They're things from banks and building societies. Yeah, all those and, things you don't want. Yeah, you don't credit need. card statements, all those really yeah. exciting things. And basically bills. Um, and uh, obviously junk mail. Are we allowed to call it junk mail? It's just basically stuff from people trying to sell you things. Yes, like the, like the Avon ones. They really annoy me because people come back to pick them up. Right, okay. I don't think I get any of those, funnily enough. And it's like, why? Like, I just, I don't want it in my door anyway, so just take it. But but even then, of course, a lot of things nowadays are electronic as well. So, for example, you can generally go, your, your bank or someone, you can say you don't want paper statements anymore, you just want them electronically. So that's going out of fashion as well. Um, there are some legal things that people have to send you when they've changed 
details of your bank account or something like that, all those terms and conditions no one reads most of the time. They have to formally send you a letter within. Yeah. But then, that's completely not what we're talking about here. Yeah, so those are not because those letters are not handwritten. Exactly. <laughs> and so... What's replaced handwritten letters? Obviously, it is email, it is texts, it is messaging, it is all those other uh, fancy technological things we don't uh, talk about. <laughs> we talk about all the time here, really. Um, but, I mean, clearly, the, the difference between a letter and, say, sending an email or a text is actually quite profound. And um, I think perhaps we'll uh, have, a, have a bit of music and then we'll talk about the differences between them. Let's do it. So, in, in the subject of letter writing... The best song I could think of was Olly Murs, Dear Darling. Okay. The radio station for St Albans is 92.6 FM. Radio Verulam. Yes, and we are the Generation Gap show. Yes, and we're talking about letters or um, how they're going out of fashion or perhaps they've gone out of fashion already, I don't really know. And we're talking about personal letters, ones written by hand uh, in that neat handwriting that you get taught at school. Yes. Yes, and of course. obviously the other thing I think they teach you at school is exactly how to write a letter. You have to put the address at the top, the date, then you have to decide whether you're dear Fred or dear Mr. F Mr. Smith or whatever other... Dear sir dear or sir, madam. Dear sir or madam. I do, I do actually, when I write letters like that, when I type them still, I do actually still put dear sir or madam. I know and do it deliberately to be old-fashioned. Yeah, but if you know them, it depends if you know the person or not. Well, obviously, if you're writing to the sort of things I'm writing yeah. to a bank, you don't know who's going to get it anyway. And I think that some people... I actually think this is true. I think people don't write letters because they're not sure whether to write yours sincerely or yours faithfully. Well, there are... That's, that's the main problem, I think. Yeah, there are rules. I think it's much more difficult at the end, yes, to say yours sincerely, yours faithfully. Love. Lots of love. Hug and kisses and all those other things, <laughs> different different things you might put at the end of a letter. Yeah, and I think emojis have really changed the style of letters as well because letters are a form of communication. It's the way you communicate with people and now you just kind of, you just send someone a text message. I'm a bit wary of using emojis because there's so many of them and I don't necessarily oh. think that I know exactly what some of them mean because they've got subtle meanings and other meanings and alternative meanings. I love emojis. Yes. All emojis are my favourite. Okay, but you don't use those in letters. I've just had a sudden thought. Wouldn't it be a nice idea to have um, sort of stick-on emojis you could put on a written letter on paper? I would. I just draw it on myself. Like, hand-draw them. Yeah, but of course you're so artistic, you can do that. There you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, um, a handwritten letter. I mean, obviously... Really, the only time now you're writing a handwritten letter is, is more a personal one. You're writing to a friend or a relative. Um, I don't see there's really any other reason you'd write a handwritten letter to anybody else, is there? No. No. And you don't write handwritten letters to... Maybe if you wanted to make a real clear point to a, um, to a company that they've done something wrong, then you write them a letter because they can't... Because what I've heard is that if you write an email, for example, they can press the delete button. But if you actually write them a letter, handwrite it, then they can't um, get rid of it. It reminds me of a story. My sister, who is um, a very uh, 
organised person and does all sorts of things interestingly. She had a big complaint with some company, I can't remember what it was about, something that she'd bought that didn't work when they wouldn't sort of refund or whatever it was. And after lots of telephone calls and emails and whatever, she decided to do something different. So she looked up the managing director of the company's name and details in the head office, which was a man. And so she got a uh, letter paper, which was pink. (laughs) And she wrote a letter and put it in a pink envelope. And she wrote it all by hand and put personal on the top and addressed it to him personally, which basically made sure that it actually went to him because she thought, well, his secretary will get that letter and think, oh, I better not open that one. I better just put it in his tray and whatever. And it worked. And basically, um, she got through to the right person and he obviously appreciated this uh, attempt and um, did whatever it was she was asking. I can't remember the details now. Oh, that's funny. See, uh, that's something I would do. Well, she said the other thing that she didn't quite do was put perfume on it because she thought that would be the ultimate kind of <laughs> way of doing it. <laughs> By any chance, was she was watching Legally Blonde the day before? Uh, I have no idea. Because, <laughs> you know, um, in Legally Blonde, she writes her CV on a pink piece of paper. Yes. Which is quite a clever idea. I don't know. Like that, that, I, I do that. Well, also, these days, if you apply for a job and you write it in a handwritten uh, application, it d- will again go through a different system because they all generally receive all these um, applications, chuck them in some computer system that just scans them and reads them automatically. And uh, actually, some people have got computer systems that make some sort of judgment about the candidates applying yeah. uh, and don't, you know, doesn't you even pass to a person. You can't really do that anymore because companies tell you to go apply online and I think they do that because they don't want... They don't want to have that extra extra work or something i don't know i don't know um yeah that's what i think i think that they actually tell you to go on to um online and do that do it that way because they don't want to have more work well as i say i mean if it's a job where they know they're going to have hundreds or thousands of people applying for it um the old way would have been that some poor junior member of staff would be sitting there with presumably a whole box full of hundreds of letters and have to open them up and read them all make some comments or sort of marks and put those in that pile those in that pile whatever um yes and so nowadays they just rely on a computer to sort it all out and suggest which is the top 10 candidates or whatever it is yeah i just think it's just very it's very um not personal do you know what i mean like it's it's not, it's not personal anymore. Like you can't go up to someone and say, "Oh, you know, I'm I'm a lovely person. Like this is my CV. Could you take it from me?" They're just saying, "No, go online." Like, yeah, but that's that's why job. writing a personal letter on in that situation um, obviously makes you stand out from the crowd, which is what you basically want when you're applying for a job anyway. Yeah, I know it does, but then the employer might think it's a bit too much. Do you think? Do you not think? Well, they haven't got a system to deal with it anymore. They don't have all those sort of secretaries sitting there just uh, doing things like that, opening letters for them, in most companies, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, so um, there's lots of interesting things about letters which um, we know and, you know, you know, but another generation, another 10 years, maybe they just won't exist at all, really. Well, the good thing is that they won't have to write their GCSEs with, with letter writing or... Knowing to knowing extra stuff that they don't need to. Is that going to be computerised as well now? Oh, I don't know. See, see, this is the thing. You you don't write letters. You don't handwrite letters. And at uni, at school, they tell you to you know you can do your essays on the computer. But then the exams that you take, they're still handwritten. 
Yes. So how are you supposed to... And we have had a comment about handwriting specifically. So how are you supposed to handwrite stuff or even keep the timing the same? You know, typing t- takes a lot quicker than actually handwriting something. Yes, I think that's right. I mean, it, it, so I think what you're saying is it, sort of mismatched, isn't it? Yeah. The skills of writing letters, how to lay out a letter, how to address people and all the rest of it, how to sign off a letter. Handwriting. Handwriting. They're all still in the school curriculum and people learn them. Yeah. But they're actually becoming less and less relevant to the real world outside. Yes. However, you still need them if you're taking exams. Yes. So oh, dear. That's a bit... It's a, mm, the world's not really ready for big changes just yet. I see. Okay, well, we'll think about this. There needs to be some planning going on first. (laughs) Oh, you're looking for logic and common sense, aren't you? (laughs) Yeah, I am. Not very many of them around. So we're talking about letters and the difference really between handwritten letters, which are definitely going out of fashion, and obviously the way we do things with computers and phones and all the rest of it these days. Yes. Um, And we are the Generation Gap Show. That's why, from generation to generation, how things disappear. Yes. Um... And this topic has been suggested by one of our listeners. And if you would like to ever get involved or suggest a topic or anything that you would like us to discuss, then you can do on Twitter at RVGenGap or on Facebook, RV the Generation Gap. Yes, and obviously if you want to comment on what we're talking about today. Um, I think the, the main thing as well, which about the difference between letters and uh, sort of electronic versions, is the time period. Obviously, when you write a letter, you have to handwrite it, which takes longer than probably typing it. You have to put it in an envelope. You have to put the address on the front. You have to put a stamp on it. You have to go off down to the nearest post box and stick it in there. And you obviously don't expect to get a reply back as quickly as you would from, say, an email or a text. Yes. Um, so there's an anti Anticipation there, waiting for the response. Anticipation. However, there's another little problem. What if you don't think that what you've... I mean, by the time you write something and put it in an envelope and go to post office and send it, what if by that time you've just changed your mind about what you want to say? Well, that would be pretty stupid, I would think. <laughs> but you, but you're, obviously what you're saying is that for an email, you could presumably send out something very quickly. Well, some of them you can recall the email. I'm not, never quite sure that works properly. Um, but you can certainly send out something and say, oops, sorry, push the wrong button or whatever and some excuse. Let's press send too fast. <laughs> I don't mean to say that. <laughs> I yeah. promise. Uh, well, that's why you have, to be, um, you have to spend more time and effort in producing a handwritten letter. Apart from obviously writing it in beautiful, nice handwriting, if you have such thing. I don't anymore. Oh, I've got beautiful handwriting. I'm sure you have. I, I practice. <laughs> um, yes, so that's basically... Oh, yeah, so so the, the, the timing of, of communication devices. Anyway, we're going to keep discussing this in the next half hour the radio station that loves st albans 92.6 fm radio verulam yeah you see and that song comes from the 1960s when um, letters were still the main way of communicating probably they did have telephones one or two other things like that but um basically you still had proper letters and the song's obviously about her waiting for the postman to come with a letter from her boyfriend so um the suggestion by Damien was, in a way, slightly negative that letters are going out of fashion, and we kind of agree with that um, together. And um, I just have a very 21st century question, however, 
would we be able to survive if letters were to come back into fashion and if we kind of got rid of all the other ways of communication? Um, well, obviously, things would be reorganised in many ways to deal with them because, I mean, uh, I'm thinking like the BBC used to have a huge department of people dealing with letters coming in um, from listeners and viewers and they had, I don't know, 30, 40 people working there. Um, I don't know how many they've got doing that now but I bet it's a hell of a lot less than that. Probably one person who goes in once a week, I don't know. Um, I don't know how many real letters they get but that's the sort of um, difference. Is You just have to reorganise how you, you deal with things. Yes, but I don't. I personally don't think that we'd be able to survive without instant communication, without things like text messages or emails. I mean, the amount of emails I get, I can't imagine the amount of emails you get, and people like people that own companies. I can't imagine how many emails they get, and it's like, I don't think letters would kind of make the same, make the same speed processes yeah but i think you're not quite comparing like with like you see for example i always remember a, a lovely comment someone made once saying they couldn't understand why people were always walking along the street you know chatting into their phones and all these important conversations going on why wasn't it when we had big red telephone boxes outside in the street there weren't huge queues of people waiting to make all those phone calls and of course that's a joke but the point about it is that people now make lots of calls which they wouldn't have made before or couldn't really before um and so it's the nature of what we're doing by using a phone and speaking to people has changed drastically. How many of those are absolutely vitally important is an issue which will leave people to think about because I think so many messages I could do without 90% of the emails that come through to me every day, I'm sure. But then, so back to letters, if you if you spend your time telling someone about your day in a letter, then you'd get bored of doing that at some point, wouldn't you? you and just, it takes forever for it to get to the other person anyway. I mean, if you look in sort of when there's some um, historical things, particularly like um, letters written back from the trenches in the First World War, the soldiers yeah. there were sort of trying to write a letter every day or every few days back to, back to the family. But they weren't allowed, obviously, to say a lot of things about what was happening, but they could sort of say some personal things about them. Um, and that was probably the equivalent. I mean, if they were in that situation now and were allowed to do tweeting and so on, they could tweet every minute about what was going on in the in the fights but they're not going to be doing that see i think i think people in the army today still write letters they do because they're not actually allowed to do most of the other things that they, they don't have the communication instant communication because obviously that would be potentially um adverse to what they're doing if they're involved in some battle history ah yeah um what i was going to say was um my thought after damien mentioned this was oh well perhaps you know some we ought to do something didn't we we should actually go out there and start a letter writing campaign or something like this now i think he said that he wants to start a letter writing day yes and i looked it up and actually funnily enough it's already been done there is actually a national in fact now an international letter writing day unfortunately it's just gone because it's the first of september oh no yeah so I have to wait until next year to do that or don't wait, just do it anyway. I mean, if you feel you want to write a letter. We're setting a challenge for everyone. Write a letter to your neighbour. Or, <laughs> how about this? You could write a letter to us. Oh, you could write a letter to us, yeah. We do have an address, probably. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure it what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and how it gets here. Next week. Be ready for next week. We'll give you all the details and you can... Or tweet, or on Twitter, we'll give you all the 
details on Twitter and you can write us a letter. I think I can probably find it before the end of the programme. I know it's post office box <laughs> 1092 St Albans, but I can't never remember the postcode. Oh, I don't know. Okay, fine. Well, in the meantime, let's have a little bit of Beatles and with a little bit with a little help from my friends. We're doing lots of Beatles today. I know. But this is like a good one because your friend you need your friends for letters. Yes. Yeah, okay. Um I have a problem. I can't remember the postcode, but I do remember the address here. So if you do want to write letters to us, you can write to uh, Clive and Claudia or write it to the Generation Gap. And our address is Post Office Box 1092 St Albans in Hertfordshire. Hertfordshire. Here we go. Um so you could try that and uh, we'd welcome that. That'd be really fun, wouldn't it? Look out see if you receive some letters. Yeah. And you all know the postcode anyway. <laughs> I just can't remember it. Um what I was thinking of was, um, I watch um, a series called Poldark. One or two people may, out there may have heard of it um, on Sunday evenings. I think it's finished now, isn't it? Yes. Um, I hear it's very good. I haven't actually seen it. It is, but it's set in sort of um, 18th century, I think it is, uh, Cornwall. And of course, in those days, they had to send letters and they wrote letters and they, um, put, they put them in envelopes or sometimes they seal them with wax, hand them to somebody who basically has to gallop off somewhere on the horse. It always seems to be someone galloping away on the horse uh, to deliver these things. Obviously, they had a, a system that the, the um, postal service was actually very well established in this country. So each town and village has somewhere you could send and receive post from. Um, and uh, obviously Cornwall's quite a long way away and quite rural um, still, but they had a system there and of, of um, you know, deliveries to different places who passed it on somewhere else, somewhere else and somewhere else. And you have to think about this. Um, that meant that it was going through dozens of people's hands, as Post does these days, but generally sort of from one place to another by horse horses or horse-drawn carriages. And so it took days and days and days to get messages or get a letter from one place to another. You'd have to have a lot of trust in someone, in, in those people, to actually get the letters across. Well, that's... Yes, you're right. Now, I suppose it was sort of um, a, a trust-based system. Because I think the, 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 the main thing is, is if someone hands a letter to someone to take it there, there's some sort of big accident that happens and then someone else gets to know all the secrets of what they were trying to say. Well, it's no different these days. People sort of intercept mail and so on, I mean, electronic as well as paper. But, no, I mean, those days, of course, the, the setting up of the post office as a sort of government entity... Uh, was the important part because then you were buying a postage stamp and you were putting a stamp on the envelope and you were basically paying the government to deliver the letter for you. Yeah. So it became, therefore, sort of official business. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, that was the trust element. You trusted because it had a picture of the king or queen on the stamp, so it must have been absolutely trustworthy. Uh, okay, I understand. Yeah. I think it is part of the imagery of it. You know, it, was, it was the sort of royal post office, still called the Royal Mail. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can imagine why the Queen would love for posts to be very, very secure. And of course, one of the other things is, I suppose, that when we look back in history, so much of what we learn is actually from people's letters. I mean, quite recently, at, I think it's Windsor Castle, they opened up a sort of special um, a museum or archive of letters written by various kings and queens in the past and various princesses and so on between each other as historical documents for people to go and, and uh, look at. And so you find out an awful lot about what they were thinking, what they really thought about things that were happening at the time, from their private letters back and forth to their family. Now, in future, will someone keep all their emails and their texts? I doubt it. Yeah, I know. It's very sad, actually, because text messages, even though text messages aren't handwritten, 
they are still if you're talking to someone that you like or you want to like it's part of your history and it's part of like the way you kind of start your relationships with people yep well you know nowadays these things people clearing out some family member's house and find a bundle of love letters stashed away somewhere and you say oh how lovely you won't find a little i suppose a disc with all their texts on <laughs> i know but it must be somewhere though they must be stored somewhere they must there must be a way of getting them back somehow well in principle that's true but i mean when you send a, um, a, an email for example the whole point about the internet system is that you have absolutely no idea where it's going so you might send you know we might send an email to each other across a few towns or a few miles in Hertfordshire but it may have actually gone via California or Australia to get there because that's the way the internet works so where it's actually sort of gone to and where it resides is um, not something you can pick up in the same way you don't know how the internet works obviously I have no idea how the internet <laughs> works actually uh, yeah it's a I was bit just looking at a puzzled face here it, it, that's a bit too much for me <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's a bit too late for all that. <laughs> so we've been talking about uh, writing letters. It occurred to me one of the other things that's perhaps going out of fashion is writing postcards, particularly those postcards you send when you're on holiday. Dear Granny, here we are in so-and-so, and it's lovely and sunny here, wish you were here, and all those things. Um, do you write postcards when you go on holiday? Okay, so I definitely buy postcards, but I don't send them anymore. I just give them to the person when I get back. Okay, that's an interesting uh, sort of thing. <laughs> I do, I do buy them. I make an effort to always have uh, like a few of the postcards, but I never write them out anymore, and I never write. I've never ever sent one. I've just, I just give them to people. Right, because um, I mean, a lot of sort of holiday type resorts and places do see, still seem to have lots of postcards. So I can only assume that they're there for a purpose, and people do still buy them and still send them. But I think postcards are a little bit different because they're more arty, and you, they're like. Um, giving a view of the place that you're at. Yeah. The place like you went on holiday to. Well, it's the equivalent of your sort of Instagram type things these days when you say, oh, look, here I am on the balcony sipping a nice drink overlooking the Mediterranean. And um, there's always people do pictures where they've just got their feet. Yeah. Um, and the sort of view from their deck chair of Very the, funky. Sort of yeah. And it's the equivalent of that these days. But uh, people do that. And obviously that's more instant and so on as well. Um, so they sort of take their own postcards but there do seem to be quite a lot of um, ones to send by post. Yeah. Mm. So I think postcards are quite... They're more than... I see them more often than letters themselves. Yeah. Anyway, sadly, we do have to close close the subject for tonight. Yes. Because we are running out of time very swiftly. And... Basically, I've got to sum up the show. How am I going to do that? Um, letter writing is going out of fashion, and I don't think we see letters um, anymore as much as we used to. However, I think that if you were to pick up the pen and write somebody a letter and send them to them, you'd make them a very happy person because it would be so unexpected. I think that's right, actually. It's a very good idea. So if someone you really want to, um, you know, say something to you know, friends of yours family you really want to um say something really nice to them basically then you write them a proper letter yes and there you go i think that's that's the end of our so that's sort of resolution we want all of you out there to do this and don't forget to write us a, a letter you can write us a letter as well yes yeah. 
Okay, cool. Um, um, anyway, good night, St. Albans, and we'll see you next... Well, we'll chat to you next week. Yep, next week. Same time, same place. <laughs>